Hello, everybody. Welcome back to FTS Gambling Inside the Pink. My name is Owen Smith, as always, joined by Matthew Warner. Uh, Matt, there's little preparation that's been put in place today. There's a lot to talk about, though. Um, you've been very busy uh, on a conference uh, floor um, dealing with some frustrating play by your Cleveland Browns. So we'll be curious to see how the performance goes for the FTS gambling crew this time around. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Owen. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than spending my Sunday talking about computer science curriculum while watching <laughs> on a four inch screen. The Browns just take the most steamy pile of shit down their leg and pretending like I'm interested in what's going on. Um, I'm doing great. Everything's fun. I'm having also Ohio State gets to play Missouri. Can't wait for that game. Just couldn't have been more excited. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's been a it's been a loaded weekend um, as far as college football goes. NFL, of course, had. Um, interesting Sunday. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but I think that, you know, there was, there's still a game that's going on as we're, um, recording this Taylor Swift is in attendance. So clearly there will be a lot of attention focused on the game and definitely not on a press or, you know, a, a sweet, um, every five seconds. So see how that goes, but, um, there is still, you know, two games left as we're recording this. Um, so, so who knows how those shake out, but definitely was a weird one. There's a lot of like, like there was a 13 to nine, there was a six to zero and the chargers still covered the spread. Like NFL, I would say wasn't the most exciting. And then you had like 49ers Eagles, uh, which was, you know, hyped up to be this big one. And next thing you know, it's like, there's six minutes left in the game and it's a three score game and whatever. So we'll get into that. Um, uh, but I think the most important thing to lead the show with is college football because, you know, we, we won't be talking a lot of college football for the next through two or three weeks um, because the, you know, regular season is now uh, included. <laughs> we are now into the uh, playoff and bowl season for college football. Our team did not play this weekend uh, because they lost in the Big Ten championship last weekend. Um, and then there was an <laughs> exhibition between Michigan and Iowa um to make everybody happy this weekend but either way um there was some conference championships that took place yesterday and friday um and then today was kind of the big you know reveal of who are the four teams out of these power five conferences that you know ultimately the way that it's set up is that if you are a uh conference champion um and you are undefeated or you know have very few blemishes on your record um you at least in years past have always been guaranteed (laughs) seemed like guaranteed that spot in the playoff ohio state uh 2018 was like big 10 conference champion but they lost to purdue during the season so they didn't get in so like that there's the exception there um but this time it's even crazier because florida state Um, was left out as a power five conference champion uh, undefeated even had an out of conference um, impressive win to start the season over LSU um, which is in the SEC so you know a lot that they had on the record but there was the 
elephant in the room with Jordan Travis being hurt. So then it gets a little interesting because it's like, well, there's this team that's playing their third string quarterback in the ACC championship, but there's also Alabama who goes on to beat uh, Georgia. And um, how do you leave the SEC championship out or champion out? Well, yeah. normally you'd be like, oh, I'll just put the SEC champion and the ACC champion. In. Well, actually, believe it or not, that that one loss that Alabama has happens to be another conference champion. Um, and that is Texas. So how do you leave Texas out who beat Alabama and blah, blah, blah. So ultimately it landed at, uh, Michigan undefeated number one. Um, we'll see how many of those wins get vacated down the road, but they are at this time, number one and undefeated. <laughs> it's like, wait, we cannot help ourselves. It's every single time we're like, ah, oh, well, I mean, we'll see how many of these actually hold up over the, the, the test of time, but, <laughs> but, um, and then Washington. A very impressive win. Um, you know, not uh, they beat Oregon twice this year, both by three points. Um, this one was even more impressive because they were nine and a half point dogs coming into it on a neutral field in Las Vegas. Um, so they win, they stay undefeated, they're a power five conference champion. Um, and then you basically had two spots for three, and some would argue four um, teams between Texas, Alabama, and FSU. Ultimately, it, it landed on Texas and Alabama, FSU being number five, <laughs> Georgia six, Ohio State seven, um, and so on and so forth. So, Matt, did they get it right from – is this the best playoff – I don't know. It, it, there's like two different conversations. Did they get it right? And did they do the right thing or like two different conversations? Right. Yeah. Um, this is the right playoff. This is, I, I, I think they, they got this right from the standpoint that I think we have the best four teams playing in the college football playoffs. And I still think that's even an argument in a sense, like I think Georgia has a, a good argument. I think Ohio State has a good argument. But I think what we have on paper, taking in the Florida State, like second, third string quarterbacks and just how they performed since Jordan Travis went out, this is the right grouping for the last four. Nobody wanted to watch Michigan go whoop the living shit out of Florida State in the <laughs> yeah. first round. It, it just nobody wanted to see that. Um, so I, I think this is right. Now you'd ask the second question: Is it the right thing? Um, and I think that's tough because you do have a bunch of college kids that you're you're making the decision based off of one player that wasn't on the football field. You've got an entire other team of guys that just went out and did everything they were supposed to do they won every single game um they they weathered the storm of their starting quarterback not being in and they still get the short end of the stick to a one loss alabama a one loss texas um so i i understand where like florida state fans are coming in and they have every right to be pissed off at any any fan base that cared about their team would be pissed off that they don't have the opportunity to go represent themselves on the biggest stage. Um, Having said that there's the right thing and then there's the right choice and and they are two separate things. And and so I think the committee got it right. and, And I, what happened was exactly what I think 
you and I and everybody in the world was hoping would happen. The second that Texas won, every Ohio State fan was like, all right, fuck it, chaos. Like, we need Florida State to win. We need Alabama to win. Like, we need all of these (laughs) things to happen so that it's just this, like, crazy, crazy thing. Like, I heard Kirk Herbstreit before they announced it. He's like, honestly, I could see it being Alabama and Georgia and Texas and Florida State get left out. And I was like, that, that, that would be complete chaos, but I, yeah, I would, I'd be saying the same thing right here. I'd be like, yeah, that's, I'm fine with it. Ohio State's not in. Like, I, I'm fine with the idea that it, those are probably the four best teams. I think it's without a doubt, there were six teams that make a lot of sense to me on paper. Ohio State and Georgia were the two that got left out, and the four that they got in are correct. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm excited about these playoffs. I think that Alabama-Michigan game is going to be phenomenal. I think that Texas-Washington game is going to be phenomenal. Um, and then I think you'll be poised for a, a really, really fun championship game. Um, and we haven't had that, it feels like, for a couple years. And so I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. No, I I agree. I think, like, I can see why Florida State is – I mean, the Florida State – definitely should feel pissed off right like ultimately you pointed it out although jordan travis is a huge part of that team huge reason that they had the success that they did huge reason that they beat lsu and clemson and some you know some of these other top 25 teams throughout the season was because jordan travis was a difference maker um and but ultimately (laughs) even with the third string quarterback it's not like the ACC championship opponent was just some, you know, bottom of the barrel. Like Louisville gave some teams problems this year. They, they, they're not, I think the four best teams are in, I'll I'll say that the four best teams as it is today are in, but it's, it's just, and this is why the four team playoff is, uh, is outdated at this point is because you can't tell me that Georgia or Ohio state, or, you know, if you look at what the projected 12 team, I think at least 10 of those teams could make a case to go win a national championship just with how college yeah. football is, how close the margins are. Either way. So I can see why, um, back to the Florida State point, like I can see why they're pissed off. They took care of business. They did what they needed to do. But from a, you know, with us being gambling focused as well, I mean, if the line's already opened up on these, right? If the line would have opened up for Michigan FSU, it would have been like nine and a half, right? It would have I, been like something it, crazy like that. It would have, I think it would have been like 14 and a half. Like, I think it would have been up there. I mean, we saw it last year with TCU. I think that line opened up yeah. at 19 and a half, right? Is that, am I like just completely uh, misremembering that? No, I think, I, I, I know it was up there. And clearly, are you talking national championship or are you talking semifinal? The, I think, the semifinal, the TCU Michigan game. I'm almost, I'm fairly certain it opened up in the like high teens. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's probably right. Clearly, they, they reversed the odds on that one, but then really, Got, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, I think no. it was like a 21 point spread or something like that uh, <laughs> yeah. for the national championship, and it was like 56 to seven. But, but no, but so with that being said, like Michigan probably would have been favored by at least 10 points, if not a, a little more than that, clearly. Um, and I don't think that, you know, Vegas clearly knows what they're doing. We all know we all lose to Vegas all the time. 
um, some more than others, such as people that are employed by ESPN that do their gambling picks. Uh, 22, 33, and 2, I think, was the record. Interesting. Can't imagine being that guy. But either way. Um, <laughs> but Vegas knows what they're doing. and You've been on his ass this entire week. <laughs> I've gotten like five texts from you this week that's like, this fucking dude at ESPN's like, he's batting at like 38%. <laughs> Listen, man. It's just like... It's tiny rant but it's like we are now in the point where sports gambling is all over the place right and not that you have to be perfect and no one's perfect you know the best gamblers in the world are like you know hit it like a 60 percent clip or whatever it is right to be that bad though like when that is your the only purpose of you on college game day is to <laughs> just get pick games <laughs> and you're 22 33 like Dude, we have full-time jobs. We're dads. You're you're traveling here and there. Like we have all these different things going on. And like I think that we both can admit sometimes it's just like a gut pick and all this different stuff. And it's like we are yeah. not that bad either way. Um but back to the point of Bama Michigan is at this point. I think it opened up at two and a half. Um, it has already gone down to one and a half. Um, in favor of Michigan, of course, still. Um, so that seems yeah. right. That That is a semifinal college football best four teams. That feels, feels good. really good. Texas, Washington, I mean, four and a half, that feels good too. I mean, I, I think that when you're in that touchdown or less <laughs> range, I feel like that is pretty, pretty fair um, for, for college football, especially when you're getting kind of four and a half, like, you know, yeah. that number could be brought down to three and a half pretty quickly either way. So, Ultimately, I mean, Vegas doesn't rule everything, but I, I feel very good about this. I do feel bad for Florida State um, because I don't think that it, they clearly did nothing wrong. They did everything in their control. Um, and sometimes, you know, the ball just doesn't bounce your way. But um, you know what? It's Florida State a couple years ago was not anywhere close. So, like, congrats to them on the success they've had. Now, yeah. moving forward, they are going to be in a position to – you know, Clemson's kind of looking weird. Like, yeah, Louisville's kind of on the come up, but the ACC is becoming the Notre Dame. Uh, oh, wait, that was just one year. <laughs> that was one one season. So like, just one singular year. They're they're becoming the weaker conference. It, you know, it'll be between them yeah. and the Big Twelve on the weaker because SEC is getting very strong um, with adding Texas and Oklahoma, stronger than they have already been. And then um, the Big Ten is also getting strong with uh, Oregon, Washington, and so on, uh, UCLA and USC. So, um, yeah, it feels good. I think that selfishly this is what I wanted. I placed a bet on that exact order, and that hit. So good way to start the Sunday. Um, But, yeah, I thought that I wanted to to get your thoughts on this. Did you you truly think – they kept bringing up Georgia in this conversation. Did you truly think – that Georgia belonged to be in that conversation. Like if we're, if we're really thinking about it, do you think that there truly is a, so I I just felt like they were the odd man out that entire, like every time they show their graphic, it's like, then you guys should be not, not, not bias. Like this is, this is not Ohio state bias. If you guys are showing Georgia, which I know that they have the, the history of being 29 and 0 leading up to the sec championship and all that. If you're bringing up strength of schedule, you know, their only loss being this, blah, blah, blah. I don't understand why you don't. If you're going to bring Georgia into it, how can you leave Ohio State out of that 
and the reason I say that is I don't think Ohio State should have been in. I think Ohio State's one of the better teams in the country. Um, I think that they, again, would have a case to win a national championship. I think that they would be a close point spread to any of these opponents. But I don't think that they completely belonged in it when you consider the factors of Texas and Alabama. Um, Right. It it would have had to have just been this. I think in our heads it was – an easier path to get in than it actually was. Like everything would have had to happen. Alabama would have had to have won. Texas would have had to have gotten beat so that their loss to, you know, Alabama's loss to Texas looked even worse. Um, FSU would have had to have lost. Washington would like, so in our minds, it was a lot, it, it was a different path. Now, Georgia, I think, is a little bit different. And I, I think I have this in my head, and I know it's not a part of the decision-making process for the committee. Um, but I have this thought in my head that Georgia was going to get this, like, subliminal bump because they are back-to-back champions they lost a really close game on a neutral field the last game of the year against a team that they're arguing has a, 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 a opportunity to be in the playoffs. So my, my fear was that they were going to say, look, we can't keep Alabama out because they just won. It's, it, it's really tough for us to say we can't keep Alabama out but say that Georgia should drop from number one to, you know, so in my mind, I, like I said, I think they did the right thing. I was worried that they were going to be, that that was going to be playing in the back of the head of the committee of yeah. like, how the hell do we tell the defending national champions? How the hell do we tell Kirby smart? Hey, we know that you lost a really close one in the, the championship game. It's the first game you've lost in what feels like forever. Uh, mm-hmm. But you need to sit on the sidelines while uh, while we do this whole national championship thing. Uh, so uh, that was like my big fears that they were going to struggle with that like idea that Georgia doesn't get a chance to defend their title with only that one loss to a really good football team, where you have Texas that lost to a yeah. pretty eh team. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I guess, I, I think that was the right order, the right teams. They did everything the right way. Um, I thought Georgia had a case, and, and I think that's just me personally. I, like, I don't think it was reality, but I think they had a case. Yeah, I just don't. I just, the reason, I, I think that, yes, I think that truly at the end of the day, Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country. Not denying that. I think that they would beat Michigan. I think that they beat Washington. I think that they, if they had another chance at Alabama, I think that they could beat Alabama. And I think that they can beat Texas. I think that they, if Vegas was marking up all of these lines, I think the only (laughs) arguable one or the closest line would probably be that Alabama game. So when you think of that, like, yes, they they are one of the better four teams, but the argument and why I kind of laugh when they kept bringing them up in the graphic and everything is like, but the discussion all along has been how important conference championships are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And that's Ohio, why Ohio State, State was not in the conversation. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. like. That, that's my whole point. It's, is like Ohio State was clearly left out because they weren't a conference champion. Yes, they didn't play in it, but technically, I mean, we could all look at Michigan versus Iowa and know that the Big Ten championship was won last week. Congrats yeah. to Michigan for the shutout. That's not, you know, that is impressive. All, all things considered, that is impressive. Um, and it, you know, they, they we scored 26 going points. I to bring up the shutout because of oh, yeah. the, game yeah. of the year that we lost. <laughs> Had to fire an employee because of that. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Give a little grace okay. period on that. We do need to just really, I'm going to go on a rant. Go for it. The, the Big Ten has fucked up this, these division so badly that you have Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State on the same side. And you rob you've robbed Ohio State, you've robbed Penn State, you've robbed Michigan of opportunities in games they should be playing in and conference championships to go play some slapdick team like Wisconsin, Iowa, <laughs> like Purdue. Like it's just it's so uh, it's so unreal that this has been this should have been like a one year thing where they're like, Oh hey guys, this uh this doesn't make any sense. We well, we should fix this. With how much influence TV contracts have and like host locations have in some of these decisions, I don't know how the hell it was. You know, eleven years I think was um, when these I, I saw. I think it was like zero and eleven uh, as the Big Ten West against the Big Ten East and Big Ten Championships. Yeah. And I just don't know. I, I just don't know how in the hell Fox, who just got the short end of this. I mean, who the hell other than a Michigan fan or an Iowa fan was truly tuning into that game. I kind of had it on the multi view on YouTube uh, TV. Like, you know, ha- had that up just to kind of see <laughs> well, how things to, specifically- to be fair, to be fair. The other option was FSU Louisville at the time, which but, also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it did in the moment, but like coming into that game, there were a lot of people that had some rooting interest in that because you either were, right. hey, yeah, we yeah, really yeah. want to we want to make the, the committee yeah. make a very hard decision or we want we want this to be an easy decision for them. We want Bama in. We want the argument that it should be Georgia or Texas, not, you know, yeah. Bama yeah. or FSU, right? So, um, so there was a rooting interest there. There was nothing nothing for and i know that clearly fox is doing okay they got like 19 million viewers during the the game right but can you imagine how a rematch a a rematch back 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 to back rematch uh, that would you know you either have michigan that's just like by far best team in the in the um arguably best team in college football and secure the number one spot because they beat Ohio State back to back weeks, or you have Ohio State. Well, you have the same exact like, fucking argument that yeah. Bama Georgia has right now. Yeah. And it's not like theirs is any different. Like that theirs is fucked up too. But it's to me it's just insane that it's the that it's so stacked to one side that yeah. you end up not getting it, it's like if the committee would have just been like Florida State, you're number two or you're number three because you're undefeated. That's what Iowa got. It's like, well, you, you won on that side. I guess you can yeah. go play in Indianapolis. Like, yeah, make sure to check out Kilroy's. Um, Cause that, <laughs> like, that was it. It, it was, it, it's, it's so dumb. Um, but, but it's ending. It's over. 
It the, is. the divisions are gone, but it just happened too late because there's, you know, last year you got two Big Ten teams in the playoff, um, which is, you know, which is great, but it, 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 it took some luck. It took some of the other conferences being bad. But there's definitely some missed opportunities throughout the years of the of the four team playoff, uh, whether it was a Penn State or Ohio or <coughs> Michigan or whatever. Um, maybe it's recency bias because Michigan wasn't clearly as competitive uh, prior to these past couple of years. Um, but either way, it it's it's going away. So hopefully there will be some you know, hopefully things will be better, but ultimately it won't matter as much because right. It, it's like, know we, that we, we get the, we get the together. switch and it's like, okay, well now it doesn't fucking matter. Like yeah, <laughs> we could have taken our bye week and gotten the eight seed and went and like, it's right. so it is frustrating. Yeah. Very frustrating. So, either way, enough uh, big 10 talk. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Back, back to the original point of, I just thought it was funny. They kept bringing it up. I know why clearly they have the, the history and the or, you know recent history at least to be considered in the conversation from you know Georgia's perspective but at the end of the day when the committee is sitting in there they're human so they can't ignore it but like there's nothing on the criteria that says history right it's all about I, that's that what I'm saying yeah so it's just in my mind it was like how the hell do you leave out the back-to-back defending champs because they lost you know a but it's it's not in the criteria. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't hold any rank. It just holds weight in my mind. <laughs> that yeah. that was my yeah. whole thought process behind it. And when I'm yeah. hearing Kirk Herbstreit talk about it, he was saying the exact same stuff. And I'm like, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like those things don't matter. No. Well, yeah. And it's it's for ESPN. It's a TV product. This is probably the best rating that they've oh. gotten on a committee you know probably yeah, since that, probably since ohio state got put in over um baylor and tcu in the first rating right like this is probably the the most yeah tuned they, in they were they were watching all of that yesterday just like you know rubbing their hands together yeah. just like oh this is gonna we're gonna do numbers tomorrow yeah um, yeah and, no, it, and they were it, it, Guys were given some scripts. I mean, Greg McElroy was given – he was given a script to talk about Bama. Booger was given a script to talk about FSU. Herbie was given his script, and th- they definitely were amping it up a little bit. Get the Georgia people to think that they have a chance They have a chance, yeah. But We needed, yeah. like, one just, like, homeless guy to give Buckeye fans a chance because you know they would have <laughs> latched on to it. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Bucknut forty seven on Twitter would have been like, Are "You sure we have a chance, man?" Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Now the, the hope died very early yesterday when Texas was like, "No, oh, no, we uh, we're good," and we beat Bama early on in the season. So um, sorry, guys, we're not helping you out. And then it turns out that <laughs> nothing, nothing other than Washington winning uh, would have helped the Buckeyes because even if Texas would have got beat. Uh, right. Georgia got yeah. beat, and uh, and Louisville got beat. So, either way, um, so yeah, so the, so it's set uh, January first, uh, New Year's Day, is when they are. How do you feel about that? Because I'm so used to, and it's a Monday, which is why I, I asked that. Yeah. I'm so used to college football playoffs being like going into the new year. Like last year, it was New Year's Eve. Like previous years, it's been like the 29th or 30th. I hate yeah. that it's most people, myself included in this, are going back to back to work. Um, you know, that's the the second. Um, and I just 
with college, the, the way that college football feels, and I feel the same way about the national championship, is I hate college football on a Monday night, personally. Um, so yeah. how, how do you feel about it? Um, I, so I think I'm okay. And this is like, this is very much a recent seat bias. Uh, last year, I don't think I had a high enough roof to end it all. Uh, when we missed the kick as the ball dropped to uh, not go to the national championship. Yep. Uh, but I was close. It was not a good way to bring in the new year. So I think <laughs> I'm okay with the idea. Like let's have our celebrations, do your new year's Eve party. And then you get to watch, like you get to do what I think every football fan really wants to do. And that's sit on the couch, be quiet, yeah. drink beer, watch football and like, just enjoy it. So Unless you're immediate fans of those fan bases and you want to have the big gatherings, me personally, as just a, a innocent bystander, it's going to be perfect because it's going to be like yeah. you wind down from the new year. I'm going to sit on my couch and just enjoy some January one football. Yeah. Um, having said that, if I didn't have that experience from last year, I would have been like, "Why is this not a <laughs> a New Year's Eve football game that?" like you bring in the new year with knowing who the national championship is. And so yeah. I I can understand if people are upset with it. I just have that terrible taste in my mouth of like, Oh, 2023 <laughs> is going to suck dick. And it really yeah. has. It's, it's not been a great year of sports for me. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So you, you're, you're not a huge fan of it. No, I don't, I don't love it. I mean, I just, I'm to me, Saturdays are for college football and I, there, yeah. there's nothing, you know, I, I enjoy primetime college football more than I enjoy primetime NFL. And like, that's just because like, I, I, first off, I usually go to bed like earlier than a lot of people do. Cause I'm crazy like that, I guess. But, um, You're so crazy. I don't, I'm just such, such a crazy, <laughs> cool dude. No, I just, I, I don't, I, in my, uh, fatherhood, um, I have, especially at this time of year, I've, I've started to become a, uh, it's insane. Fall asleep, what fall asleep during the Sunday night football and Monday night. football. It's insane. What kids do, how it used to be like, I'm going to stay up till 1130 and then I'm going <laughs> to scroll Twitter till 12, 1230. And then all of a sudden you have kids and you wake up and you're like, Oh, that game's over. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Like I fell asleep. I fell asleep with four minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, but, I'm with you because it's it is a uh, a much different feeling than like a couple years ago. No kids, where it was like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll you go to bed, like you go to bed. I'll, I'll I have to stay up and watch this game. Now it's yeah. like I'm sitting there sawing logs at 8:30 <laughs> p.m. Yeah. So so yeah. Back to the point is that. I, I can stay up later on Saturdays, especially when it's – and that usually starts at like a 7.30 so I can make it longer, and by then I'm into it. So either way, um, I, I just associate college football with Saturdays um, and, you know, not, not having work or whatever the next day. Um, yeah. So to me it was like missed opportunity um, or, or it feels like a missed opportunity to like do that, but I get it. I mean, they, they, they're probably – I think that they had a schedule. They had like a plan when they did like the, when they renewed some sort of contract, I can't remember if it was TV contract or what, but it, it's yeah. been planned years in advance that they were going to do a new year's Eve. Like they did last year. And then they're going to do a new year's day. 
Um, then there's sometimes it's going to be, you know, the 30th or 29th. So I think it's just whatever, but either way, um, not a huge fan of it, but I also don't care if I fall asleep, um, during <laughs> the game, uh, cause national championship will be a little different, but like, I won't be uh, too upset if uh, if I fall asleep during uh, one of the games, but either way. Yeah, I mean, we already lost our game of the year. What are we now? I mean, we, we might as well <laughs> pack it up again. <laughs> no shit. Um, but outside of that, um, all the other bowl games are set in stone. Um, Georgia and Florida State will be playing. That will be <laughs> – that's a perfect opportunity I can't imagine the world uh, in which Florida State upsets. I mean, national championship T-shirts will be all over the country uh, if that <laughs> yeah, happens that, there. I mean, the only thing that I can see here is it's like if I'm Brock Bowers, am I, am I suiting up to go play this game after he just got, like, banged up in the slot? Like, so I can see some big-name guys maybe not playing it. Like, I, I think – I think the standard has been like outside of the New Year's six games. You probably don't play if you're a big name guy. Usually, if you are a big name guy, maybe you do suit up because you're playing against really good competition. It's an opportunity for you to get more tape. But like, what what does Brock Bowers have to to prove now? So, yeah, it it'll be. It, there's no Florida State's not being Georgia. No. You want to well. you want to you want a game of the year part two? They're not. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> They're not okay. Jordan uh, Travis might get the Aaron Rodgers surgery. You might regret that statement there. Aaron, well, Aaron Rodgers just announced he's not playing football this year. So, uh, uh, he loves. Imagine that. Yeah, I was Go gonna say. Figure. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Your Achilles got exploded <laughs> on a football field. Yeah, no shit. You're not playing. <laughs> no shit. You're not playing football eight weeks from then. Um, no. Uh, so like. It, there's that that game's not going to be great. I was really disappointed. I thought that was a perfect opportunity to have an Ohio State Georgia rematch from last year's incredible game that like doesn't have the same stakes, but probably would have drawn an incredible crowd um, of people outside of those fan bases that were just really interested in a good football game. Um, understand, obviously why that game didn't happen but that was the big hope from my side the i hate how they do the bowl games like sometimes it works out um sometimes it works out and like you you find good matchups but i I, the they have these criteria um you know they have the criteria set in place that like the highest big 10 or sec champion is in this bowl but yeah. then there's the, and it's like, can we I just, I don't know like, why they don't just do matchmaking. Like just, right. Like just make fun it, matchups. It's Oregon a TV playing product. Liberty is a, is a, a, right. Just uh, such a disservice to football fans. Right. That's like, a, that's, that, and, and like to our, to our friends at Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> they're a three loss team. Their, their season was over in September, but they got to play Oregon state. We all know the status of Oregon state. Like one of the biggest brands in football has to play a team. That's going to lose half their roster this week because they're not going to be a program. Because because the the team won't exist next week. Like, Like, I get it. I know that uh, I know that there's criteria and it's probably a sponsor thing and all of that, but I just, it's like, you guys would do a lot better saying, Hey, yeah, sure. Florida State was ranked number five, but we know Ohio State and Georgia will do more numbers. Hey, Florida State can play Missouri. <laughs> that might yeah. be interesting. 
Florida um, State Missouri would have been great. And then you yeah. put Ole Miss up against Liberty, and then you let Oregon go. Like go, it just it, it it all was frustrating. But once again, we, like we keep saying it, we're on the outs of this. Like we're going to go to a twelve team playoff that is going to be it's going to be so incredible. Do you think <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day? So a four team playoff is so much better than the BCS, you know, two team national championship, right? Like, yeah, the, we the, all the can compu- agree the, that the computer nerds <laughs> spitting out of like these are the two teams that should play each other. Yeah, yeah. I, 100%. So, so this is this is a lot better than that was. Do you think that we'll get to a point where it goes 12 teams not enough? Like, do, I, I, I personally no. think there's not going to be enough outrage because the outrage is coming from Georgia fans, huge brand, Florida state fran- fans, huge brand, Ohio state fans, huge brand. Like there's these, you know, really big brands that are being left out and Alabama has been left out recently, right. whatever. Right? You're, you're like, going to have but, folks like Missouri. You're going to have folks yeah. like, you know, like the Penn States. And those are going to be the people that at the end of the year that are, are sitting in that, 11 to 15 ish area that are three teams end up being super pissed off. They didn't get it, but it's also funny because it's 12 teams and the criteria is going to be so interesting because they got a lot more math and homework to do now on cross schedules and who played who and what were the outcomes and okay, they lost to that team. Well, who did that team lose to that play? Like it's, it's a lot different. So where I think four is a pretty like easy thing to prescribe of like who those four teams can be, you know, on paper, obviously this year was a, kind of an anomaly, but you look at 12 teams. Now all of a sudden you're looking at multiple, multiple teams that could be fighting for those 10, 11, 12 slots. So um, yeah. that, that part is kind of exciting about just thinking about it. There's, there's always going to be people that are pissed off. This is America. We are never happy. Um, so, um, there, there's always going to be people that have their panties in a bunch for sure. For sure. But no, I think I, it's, it's a good move. Um, it should have happened sooner, but also the 14 was a good run. We got a lot of good. I mean, there's a lot of good that came out of it. This is the perfect way to send it off. Like there hasn't been much controversy. This, I just the, want it to be a, the perfect. I just want this to be good football. Like I want this to be really yeah. close contested matchups, send it off in the, a perfect way where we get great football and we end up with the best team and everybody's happy. We go to 12 teams. I like, I don't want this to be a two terrible blowout games. And then you go to a championship that's ugly as well. Like yeah. just play close, closely contested football and I'll be happy. I know. I think they're, they're going to be fun because I think Bama and Michigan I think Michigan can be exposed a little bit from an offense perspective, right? Like they already were, they have just haven't looked that great. They haven't looked that explosive. Um, and they have, they probably played outside of Ohio state, maybe the weakest schedule out of the four potentially. Yeah. But so there could be, you know, they could be, exposed um, they have a, a lot of bit. homework on big 10 teams. So <laughs> they, they do. Um, they do. So, um, but Texas and Washington, I think will be a lot of fun. And I think that we'll, we'll, we'll see how the month progresses. We'll see how things go, but I think some wagers will be pl- placed on uh Washington money line from, from my side. 
but we'll, we'll see how things go. We'll see how yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of money. Just it, I do it every single year where it's like, well, college football is almost done. So I should take my unit size and yeah, like five exit. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, Oh, Hey, good job on like having a good year in college football and making money. You just lost it all in one week because you decided you had to bet every game way more than you normally would. It's the only way to um, do it. Yeah, if you are listening, if you've made it this far, uh, don't do that. Uh, gambling advice one hundred and one: Don't do what I just said. <laughs> don't stick to the stick to the unit size. Stick to the unit size you're comfortable with, and ride with it. And don't increase it to catch up. Don't decrease it to don't. stay ahead. Just, just coast. Just ride. Just ride. Um, so the the odds right now: plus one seventy for Michigan, plus two hundred for Bama plus 250 for Texas, and then a big jump to plus 750 uh, for Washington. Any of those uh, intrigue you? The Washington value kind of intrigues me. I just – like that defense is going to have all sorts of problems against, you know, any of these teams. Um, And then, like, I I think – Alabama's intriguing a little bit because I think whoever wins that Alabama-Michigan game, in my opinion, is going to end up being the one that wins it all. That sucks. Uh, (laughs) That's why I said Alabama's intriguing and not Michigan's intriguing, but (laughs) I I like Alabama's value um, and feel like it would be very on par with Nick Saban to go win a national championship this year and be probably the most closely contested college football playoff race he took this team that lost to texas the next week they barely beat southern florida yeah and like everybody's counting him out saban's washed he should retire this team's not the same like he's not keeping up with nil like just all this stuff and then it's like look where we are and, and yeah. we, if, if you go back and listen to every single podcast it's you and i've been saying for six seven weeks man, it really feels like Alabama is yep. going to find themselves back yep. in this conversation. And here we are, and they did it. Here we and are. Yeah, so um, Alabama, just because I'm obviously the rooting interest against those fuckheads up north, uh, <laughs> and then Washington, just because the value so high where it's like, if they go ball out and have that miracle run, you make good money, and it's a super yeah. cool story to end the college football playoff like for sure fourteen history, for sure. So, yeah, I I, I like Bama, um, and yeah, I think I'm I'm on board with, with what you're saying. Um, but I, I I think Bama wins it. I think that the Michigan game will be close for most of the way, but then I think Bama just pulls away, ends up being like a double digit. Um, win there, so we'll see how that ages. But uh, Texas and Washington will be very close and fun to watch yep. for sure. So um, I do have one already... shout out. Go ahead. I have one shout out for my oh. my my friend Silas. I am drinking Bud Light for the first time in a very long time. Uh, nice. They did have the Texas Longhorn uh, Bud Light bottles, so wanted to pay homage to my homie <laughs> who made it into the college football playoffs. Texas is back officially back we've been saying it every year as a joke at the beginning of the season they finally put together a really good one despite that terrible loss uh so that was just a, a big shout out and a longtime listener in his top five spot five oh, rap yeah. podcasts of the year so yeah. had to pay uh had to pay a little bit of respect to my good friend silas 
There you go. Very brave of you. Really. <laughs> you're so you're so strong. <laughs> you're so strong. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. Um, oh, we can't go without saying just a couple quick words on Ohio State. So they are playing Missouri. Um, just for we're we're creating ideas or coming up with ideas for how we're going to operate as an organization going into 2024. Um, nothing official yet, but it seems like we're leaning in the direction of having like a separate, um, you know, separate podcast, separate blog, whatever it may be for Ohio state stuff only. So for people that can't stand Ohio state or us, I'm surprised that you're listening to us in the first place, but second place there, there may be a second, uh, or a, a different place where we get all of our thoughts and feelings out on Ohio state. Um, they're playing Missouri and, not the most fun matchup, but it is an SEC opponent. So whatever we've been talking about it, like I just don't. I think it's a perfect opportunity for Ohio State to treat it like you know spring game 1.0 um, against you know true competition, um, true you know not not the other guys uh, in the same room, but um, you know a, a team that wants to win as well. Um, true quarterback com- uh, competition that could take place. Ryan Day, the reason I bring this up is, first off, I don't know if you saw it. You probably didn't because you're focused on the Browns and all of that. Uh, but Ryan Day had a press conference, and dude was depressed. <laughs> dude has been going through it since yeah. Kyle McCord threw that interception. He has been yeah, it, it, going through I, it. I saw a little bit of it. it. It it was very much so like divorced dad energy. Like It was just like this down in the dumps – um, the comments were kind of uh, interesting. Like we've been talking about this, like spoiled as a fan base, we're talking about moving on from a quarterback that got us to an 11 and one and lost by six to now the number one team in the country. Yep. Um, but his comments were like, Hey, we're not, we're not ruling anything out. We're going <laughs> to look at everything. If you have 100% confidence in Kyle McCord, you don't say that. No. Like, if if you have confidence that McCord is your guy and that question gets asked, you say, Kyle's our quarterback. We're going to go get him the, the – we're going to do everything we can to support him and, and figure out ways that we can in football games. And that's not what he said. So, no. it, it was really interesting. I I think – I think McCord will be the quarterback against Missouri, and I think he plays the whole game. I don't think we see a ton of uh, – I don't think we see – we may see a, a little bit more of like the Devin Brown package where it's not just a you know he's running it type of thing inside the 20. You may see a little bit more of that like, you know, we're at midfield, it's second and four, second and five, and – we let him run an RPO where he can use his arm, use his legs, use a running back um, to, to give a, a different look to um, to defenses. But I don't think that we will see a QB competition type feel. I, I would love to see it. I would love to see it, yeah. but I don't think that we will. I think McCord's going to be the guy, and I think he'll play well um, and hope he plays well. But But I disagree in the fact that what how he could have handled that question was McCord is Kyle is the guy for the bowl game and we're prepping for that and after you know after the season is complete 
then we will, you know, all out. Like he could have worded it a little differently. <laughs> now, maybe that's what he meant, and maybe he just kind of rushed to the conclusion of all things are, you know, yeah. um, up for. So that's where I'm like, if Marv, which most likely Marv is, I'm assuming not playing in this. I hope he um, doesn't. I've said it a thousand times. It sounds yeah. weird to come from a fan, but like I don't, I don't want to see him go out on the football field and no. get an injury to Missouri. Like, I right. don't. If it was Georgia, I'd be like, yeah, dude, go avenge last year. I'd be all for it, but it's Missouri. I no, And Missouri's a good football team. Not taking anything away from them, but go go be the number two, three pick in the draft, please. Right. So he's out. He He's almost a, a lock to not play in that. Well, you never know, but I, I, he's a lock, um, in my opinion. And, you know, you can make cases for Ibuka. I, I think he probably needs to raise his draft stock a little bit. So he may. I think he plays. He'll play he and play. be the true number one. I don't think Trevion plays. So, he's so goddamn injury prone that I don't you can't risk anything uh, prior yeah, he, to the he's draft. He's not playing. Um, and you know we'll, we'll see. Kind of different. Stover may, might play, but either way, like I, I personally see it that it is a because of the way that he commented on it that there. I think McCord gets the start. I don't think that you just roll out Devin Brown from the beginning, but I do see him doing a true, like what he probably intended the IU game to turn out to be, but didn't, and, you know, um, maybe do like a couple other series, but I still wonder what would have happened if it, if we would have, how the season would have turned out. If he would have done a true, you get first possession, you get second possession, like that kind of QB competition against different, but instead we got like, Accord for three possessions and then like a really odd Devin Brown, like just situation where like we had just scored and McCord had just got a re- like none of it made any sense. So I would, I keep on looking back to that, but it, so, so you, re- you think that we see, we see full possessions early on in this game of Devin Brown. I think so. I think that if if he's healthy, he had some injury towards the end of the year, but so did Kyle. So I don't think that, um, you know, and there's plenty of time. There's 26 days until um, that game is played. So there's plenty of time to, you know, recover. They have all well, this shit. They haven't played in a week. So they've had <laughs> plenty of yeah, time. We to had a bye week. Recover. Uh, <laughs> had a bye week after the Big Ten Championship. But um, yeah, I, I think so. I think so because I think what what could go wrong here is I think that you owe if you think that Devin can really challenge for the job and you want to manage this quarterback room the best way possible you have to I almost feel like you almost have to put faith in one of the two guys because the other is going to transfer from a like, hey, it might still be an open competition with Keen Holes and Aaron Nolan, but those guys are on a different path, right? Yeah, like they're on they a different are... timeline. It's a, so, it's a different – yeah. So what I think is, like, you got to make the decision between the two because, to me, you owe whoever doesn't get that nod. I think you owe them, specifically Devin Brown and how the quarterback competition ended up being handled. I think you owe the guy a, hey – you know what? It's January. Go find your team. Go play spring football somewhere else, and like go do your thing. Right? Like, I, sorry, I agree. So that's why I'm like, if you're Ryan Day and you're not sold on Kyle McCord today, 
I think you go, and he's not. hey, and he's not. He's, so he's hey, not. That answer I was make, 100% saying I'm not sold on this guy. I want to make, um, I want to make the right decision out of these two because I can't keep both. So either Kyle, you know, transfers and goes to pit or some bullshit because that's about only place he could start at this point. Or I, <laughs> I, I bring in Devin Brown. <laughs> I uh, we really you know, I are my... a bunch of spoiled little bitches, man. It yes, is so we funny. We are, but or so I put my, funny. I put you know a leap of faith in Devin Brown, and I hope that the competition pushes him, and I gave him a full spring as the front runner. But hey, the job isn't completely yours. Like that's how I see it. Plus, he's a year behind McCord, so I would I say you at least take that shot, unless one of the guys is saying, "Hey, coach, I'm leaving. I'm well, leaving this week." So, and like, we, so we talked about this briefly, the, the, the margin of error got a little bit bigger with 12 team playoff where you go with a guy like Devin Brown and he goes out and loses a game early, or, you know, you drop the ball at some point in time in your season, like you still have the opportunity to go fight for a championship, but you can develop a guy throughout the year where this year, as we saw, it was very much so a, if you lose a game, you are done. Yeah. Like that was that was the case. Ohio State, if it had been Notre Dame, and maybe if we beat Michigan and go on, like there's still that one loss, that would have just thinking about it now in my head would have been a hilarious decision if that had been the actual case for the college football playoff committee where it's like you lose to Notre Dame. Obviously I think we're in, but then it causes all sorts of other shit. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. um I think it is like I like you said. I want Devin Brown to go play football, and if he's not the guy, like go like not the guy for us, go go play somewhere else. So Kyle McCord, yeah. if that's not our guy, go play somewhere else. But the margin of error is just a little bit different. Where like I'm almost open to the op- idea of move on from Kyle McCord, let him go somewhere, let Devin Brown have the keys, or let somebody else have the keys. Because we can afford to drop that game and develop a guy throughout the duration of the season where we didn't have that opportunity this year. The thing that frustrates frustrates me about the idea of letting Devin Brown have meaningful snaps in this game is it's the same thing that pissed me off in the, like, IU or Western Kentucky or whoever you want to throw out there. But it's like, he's not thrown to the best guys. Like, Marvin Harrison's not going to be on the field Travion's not maybe not going to be on the field. Like, so you don't get the full picture of what he could have been with this team. And then you're left wondering, is it because Marvin's not on the field or is it because Devin Brown's not very good? Like that, that's yeah, the, I see that's the question. I see what you're saying, but I, I feel like you got to live in the world of this season's over and you don't have Marvin right. No, I, I, and you don't 100%. What so I'm worried about is that we we make that decision misjudge. and like yeah misjudge yeah. that like oh Devin Brown's not very good and it's like well Devin but, Brown didn't have the same opportunity that Kyle McCord had and if he had developed all year with Marvin Harrison Jr. like maybe he's a a better option at, in the game or in some of these big moments than Kyle McCord was that that's kind sure. of my thought process on it but. No, I, I um, get that. The, I just, the bottom I, line I, is, is Marvin Harrison's not back next year. Like he's not coming back in those yeah. doors unless you follow college football Reddit rookie watch <laughs> on Twitter, who swears he's coming back because he wants to play in the Big Ten championship in Lucas Oil. 
Um, that's the only person in the world reporting that way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think that, I think if you don't play Devin Brown, any sort of snaps, I think he's gone. I don't think that. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that he sits through a three to four person competition when he doesn't when he may and maybe he feels like he got a fair shake but like didn't look like it was a fair shake based on how ryan day spoke about it so therefore you either say you know what we think devin brown's gone already and we're not playing him um or it's like hey this is our chance to this is our final pitch we need to you know make a difficult decision it's either kyle or devin that is the quote-unquote you know leading man but but still open to competition because you still have other people in that room and you are still Ohio State and you demand to be one of the top – you need a top quarterback in college football to succeed. It seems to be clear there. Um, but either way, uh, all hypothetical. We'll see how things go. I'm, I'm just excited to see the development of some of the younger guys, but it is Missouri. It won't be a lot of fun, but it's one opportunity, one more opportunity to watch the Buckeyes play. Um, whatever happens in that game will not change or you know affect my opinion on Ryan Day. So if we get experimental and lose, <coughs> fuck it. And if we you know play our guys and win. I don't care. Like it's cool, but it's it's just it doesn't hold the same weight. But we'll see how things uh, go from there. We talked a lot about college football. Um, again, any, anything else that you want to throw out there? Um, but that, that definitely kind of stole the the spotlight of the of the weekend for sure. No, uh, yeah, we talked a bunch about college football. Uh, I, I still think this has been like weighing on my mind a little bit and, and specific to Ryan Day. I'm going to say really quickly and then we'll move on. It's like this dude has lost three straight to Michigan and to us, that is very unacceptable. You look at like kind of the, the national coverage of this and it's like, if this guy doesn't figure it out, he's gone, got to get him out. And then you look at the flip side where Jim Harbaugh is now the best coach in college football. He's this revered, just amazing guy and people forget that he lost seven in a row to Ohio state (laughs) hopped out of a, like the COVID game where he was just like, we're not cut out for this. We'll, we're going to sit this one out. So like, I I think it's really difficult for Ohio state fans to be patient with Ryan day because the standard is so high for that game. And like, we are spoiled as a fan base, 20 years of success against, you know, against Michigan. So I'm not ready to just be like, you're done. We have to move on. He's got, I think he has another year or two to figure it out. Um, and I think we will, like, I'm not super concerned about it. Sucks that we're already talking about next year and like where things go. Cause I wanted to be talking about the playoffs here, but this is the world we live in and I'm ready to move on and talk about the NFL now. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> the, the other, the other stat I'll throw out for people to remember and it, it played out yesterday, Kirby Smart's record against Nick Saban. Now, Nick Saban clearly is one of the greatest, uh, or he is the greatest college football coach of all time, but Kirby Smart is also seen as one of the greatest college coaches, of, at least of this era, and he has lost four times to Nick Saban in Alabama. Now, yeah. he has two national titles, but it took him a little bit. It, he he yeah. just went on this little dynasty run. 
So, um, like I said, I, I it's so that, it's so tough to go from Trestle and and you know and Urban yeah. Meyer who just who just dominated Michigan for for a really long time to then lose three straight where we were so used to winning games consecutively all the time. It's like the rivalry seems to be very streaky at this point right now. Um, and I'm ready to, uh, to, to get that back in our favor. Yep. And uh, be interesting next year. Be very interesting. Cause we, we still, still don't know. I won't go into it. Still don't know what's going to happen with the NCAA. What's going to happen with Michigan. What's going to happen with Harbaugh. And I love how ESPN was avoiding it. And then uh, Missouri's coach, Drinkowitz or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was oh, I'm getting like, a call from Connor Stallions. <laughs> dude, like what? Like it's just, it wasn't addressed. Like it just wasn't addressed all Sunday and Saturday. Yep. Where it's like, hey, by the way, let's not forget that there's this big thing. There's going this on. thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, guys there's a good chance that if they go win a championship, that we might have to like, asterisk by that one we might have to etch that one into the trophy here in a couple years but (laughs) yeah um it's gonna be a weird summer because i think it's going to be a huge topic of conversation and then you also have to think about the fact that like hardball is going to get there's going to be a lot of head coaching vacancies in the nfl like it (laughs) is going to happen and you know for a fact that like the Chicago Bears are probably going to move on from Eagle first. You think if the Bears pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Jim, come be head coach," he's going to do it in a heartbeat. Like, can I move on from the move on from the dog shit that you just took on the program, the huge mess you made? Go go play around in the NFL like Urban Meyer did. I'll uh I'll throw one out there. There's another team that's struggling quite a bit and maybe in better draft position even than the Bears. Um, and they they have a history of being okay with cheating scandals, uh, being ahead of you know controversy. I'm not ruling out the old Patriots, the getting, old rid of, Patriots. Getting, getting rid of Bill Belichick and calling up Mr. Harbaugh. Then an old Billy, and then they draft McCarthy. Is that the? Is this the thought? <laughs> that might be the play. Oh God! Uh, oh. Yeah. That, no. that would actually be my dream come true because I've watched that dude make so many throws where I'm like, how is that not like if he throws across his body while running towards the sideline one more time to the center of the field and it doesn't get like I watched Iowa miss it. I watched Steel Chambers yeah. slip and not take <laughs> it just all of it just pisses me off. So please, somebody yeah. in the NFL draft J.J. McCarthy because he's going to be dog shit in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep, he's only good against Ohio State, and even then, he's not that good. But uh, no, Patriots would be. I mean, listen, they're it, it's going to take a lot to move on from Bill Belichick, but this seems to be like the perfect storm for them. And uh, you know, Robert Kraft. It almost again, feels like Bill's a, ready to move on from the Patriots too. Oh, yeah. Like it kind of feels like he's he just it doesn't seem like it's the same guy that's been coaching that team for the last what is it sixty years now. Um, it's hard, like it, it just it feels like it's a different guy like uh, well it's just I like the, just, yeah it's the it's the the old dog can't be you know he just isn't I, I i watched a little bit of hard knocks with mike mcdaniel right and it's like not that mike mcdaniel is like the end-all be-all of nfl coaches but like you see the difference of how he talks to players 
and just how spoiled and how different the NFL players are at this point when you're not winning. And we know how Bill Belichick is like when you're not winning, it's not fun to play for somebody that is just an asshole, right? Like he's, that's just who he is. It's worked for him. He's one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time because of it. Um, But he also had Tom Brady who bought into that and had, you know, there was the whole culture built around it, but it's, it's been some time and you don't have the same guys. Mac Jones is not, that same personality. It's a different era. Um, and yeah, he just seems kind of like, all right, it, it's time to go. He might get another chance elsewhere because you know, his, his resume and all that. Like, yeah. but, um, but no, I think that the Patriots could be a team that are going to look to make, you know, that they, they want to get back into, you know, relevancy. And I think that Harbaugh has success in the NFL he is a person that's going to win the press conference and uh, they're not afraid of a little bit of controversy out there in new England. So controversy. I'll I'll throw that out there, but perfect transition to the NFL. Um, I'll let you get your thoughts off on the Browns. You kind of let us know early on how you're feeling right now, but um, any words you want to get out about the old Cleveland Browns? It's just so frustrating watching a team that seems to always find a way to make like make things so much more difficult. You you have a chance to tie the game up at 2020 and you miss the extra point. And you can feel when that happens the energy shift of okay, we just tied it up to we just drove the field scored and we are still losing the football game when it should be a tie ball game. Like you, you feel the energy, like the defense plays different in those situations. The offense, when they get the ball back plays different in those situations. So it it was just tough. The defense is obviously missing, you know, uh, some, some key guys like, Denzel Ward not being on a football field is so noticeable when you've got guys like Puka Nakula and Cooper Cup and just running all over the field. Um, So it's disappointing. I thought Joe Flacco for the first game back and not playing football for a very long time um, looked so much better than DTR and and, uh, CFL legend P.J. Walker or XFL, excuse me. Um, so I, I'm I'm confident in the fact that the offense took some maybe some strides. The the turnover I didn't get to see it. I was wheeling and dealing out of the booth. Next thing I knew is I looked up and John Johnson had the football. Who is a former Brown? Uh, that sucks. Don't like <laughs> that at all because um, he was terrible with Cleveland. Uh, but obviously had the turnover for the most, most part of what I got to see today. He looked like the most competent quarterback outside of Deshaun Watson that we've had on the football field all year. A lot of work to do to get back into that playoff conversation because the the schedule tightens up a little bit where you go play a, a bears team. That's decent and can go win football games. You go play. When I say decent, it's a tough, I think a tough matchup for the Browns right now. And the fact that the bears can go beat some teams, if they, you know, they, they seem capable enough. You play the Jags, you you know, so there's a lot left on the schedule. that makes me nervous. Um, 
got to figure out a way to get back in the winning column, get back to eight and five, um, and, and feel pretty confident that if you go win, or, win one or two, you can sneak into a wild card. And I think if that defense gets healthy, they can go win against just about anybody, not anybody, but a, a, about anybody, um, especially if the weather's cold and, 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 you know, conditions aren't great as you get to the winter. Um, so still hopelessly, uh, optimistic but obviously very disappointed in the result today because it felt like between Denver and Los Angeles you had to win one of those two games and dropping two in a row didn't feel great yeah yeah well I'm sorry pal um Brown's definitely you're not you're not sorry (laughs) (laughs) you're not sorry (laughs) I I feel worse for the Browns when one specific individual is not on the field so I can have a little sympathy when a certain person that's, isn't playing football for the Browns. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Right, and I I'm do, okay it is that. it is something like I was just kind of thinking about it as you were speaking when you brought up Flacco and everything. You guys have had the most quarterbacks play this year, right? Like I think we have had almost every it most, feels like every team has had like two play, but you guys have had four play this year. So Holy I was I, I sent the stats today. We've had the most quarterbacks played, we've had the most penalties in the league. Or <laughs> yeah, most quarterbacks played, most penalty uh, yardage in the league, most injuries and the most turnovers. And you're seven and five. So, and we are seven and five. So that's why I said I was like, <laughs> shit, you know, all things considered. And like quarterbacks is one thing, but when you think about the fact that you have an all pro right tackle, your left tackle, your starting like all pro running back, like quarter it's just all of it's a, a mess. You you have your all pro cornerback now on the outside that's not playing. Like injuries have been a complete mess for the Browns this year. Um, I think the mismanagement of the backup position for quarterback has lost us games we should have won. Like, if you have Joe Flacco on the roster at the beginning of the year behind Deshaun Watson, you probably end up winning some of these games that you've lost. Um, and, and so it, it is it is frustrating. But, you know, we'll uh, get a chance to, like I said, get back in that win column, I think. Uh, bears are up next and but let's talk about something happy we need to need to talk about something happy okay colts are frisky and fun dude so fun very frustrating at points uh (laughs) so frustrating i'm not even a colts fan and i'm watching them i'm like what the hell are you doing it's it's not them collectively (laughs) it's gardner Minshew uh as a person it's like I when I think about the Brown situation or like a Zach Wilson or you know a, a lot of these quarterbacks like I'm glad that we have Gardner Minshew. I'm very happy that that is the guy and that we're not turned into a you know XFL legend. Um, you know like we are turning to somebody that at is least competent. a guy that has yeah has yeah. league experience. But holy shit, it is so frustrating when you like just it's like you have flashes where it's like man this guy could take us he to, makes some you know. throws where i'm just like holy shit this guy is good like he put oh. it in the bread basket for alec pierce twice where i yeah. was like those are <laughs> two really good throws and oh. then he will be like what was the star of that uh uh one animated television show about the penguins back in the day happy feet um <laughs> happy feet. he'll be yeah. happy feet yeah he'll be happy yeah. feet and the uh in, in the pocket when nothing's going on like he just yeah. has this like these little minor panic attacks 
for no reason. Like it'll be a clean pocket and he'll scramble out into a sack or he'll step up when he doesn't need to step up. And so it's, it's a continued issue, but Colts are finding a way. And, and like, They're I think that's fun. And I think coach of the year conversation needs to start being had for Steichen, who is dealing with a backup quarterback and a team that was without JT for a, a good portion of the year. Like your star linebacker who was supposed to, you know, be back from injury came back and was complete dog shit and is now released. <laughs> and he still has the, the team in a position to go to the playoffs. Like, you're yeah. scratching and clawing. Like I think that's cool as hell. Um, no, it's it's not. I think the conversation will start to be brought up more. Um, like people are starting to recognize it a little more. But you know, the, the there's been a lot of conversation of D'Amico Ryan's and all that. And it's like, listen, yep. I think D'Amico Ryan. Like I'm, I hate that they're in the division, but like it's good when bad teams start to like have a pulse. Like that's, it's good for the league. And I well, think D'Amico Ryan's has done a great job, but he has fucking CJ Stroud. Like, yeah, it's like the argument is that, that he has, you know, he took a rookie quarterback in this team that wasn't great last year and has them in a great position. It's like, okay, Steichen took a team that drafted a rookie quarterback and then had to go to that backup and has them in the exact same position. Yeah. With like a win it, over it, the Texans, by the way. Yeah, with a with a head to head win and an opportunity on the on the road, by the way. Um, on the road. Yeah, has a chance to defend it at home. Like, I I do think that is going to be awesome. Like, I'm hoping that the stars align where that is a must win for either team to get into the playoffs. Um, and and like, I think both the Colts and the Texans winning today was cool because it, it's it's perfectly leading up to that possibility um and excited about that obviously with uh og gary Vidal having the season tickets i'll be in attendance yeah. for that one yeah um but yeah uh exciting stuff for the colts man like uh, they no, just it's... keep finding ways to to win games like dude they're they're a couple penalties away from like uh obvious missed calls against the browns of being in a yeah. super good position right now like um so it's it's yeah, happy for the happy for the Colts. Happy for no, you, buddy. It, thank you. Bitch. It's and I believe <laughs> I believe that for the most part. No, it's 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 fun. I mean, last year was such a shit show with you know the Frank Reich and um, bring him Jeff, back, <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> uh, Jeff Saturday, like that whole thing was like, oh my god, our franchise might just be like, like I don't know how we can recover from this. <laughs> in the short term right like, uh, long term yeah. clearly things always work out for teams but um in the short term it's like i don't know who's going to want to come play for this or who's going to want to come coach for this franchise like are they do yeah. i trust that ursa is going to make the right decision or is he going to make a decision with his heart or you know like that guy's he's a loose cannon um and a lot of so coke. there was just jeez <laughs> um there is um <laughs> What? Oh, what? What? I can't make those jokes. No, no, you can't. It's it's true. But he's recovered. It's chill. Uh, but either way, it's fun. It's it's fun. I if you would have told me seven wins, um, but you know before the beginning of the season, I would have been like great beat expectations ar must have had a good year and then you go oh no actually ar plays three and a half games and be like oh what the what happened like 
definitely beat expectations. The fact that we're seven and five, we haven't won this many games in a while. Like it, it, it it's it feels good um, to have that, and it feels like we're on the right track. And it feels like when AR comes back and if he stays healthy, we're gonna be in an even better spot. Um, but but yeah, either way, it's fun. Um, and yeah, I think that there will be um some good opportunities for the Colts to start get and in, getting into the spotlight a little bit too like they flex that um the the one game against the Steelers to a Saturday you know late afternoon 4 30 yeah. start um which is fun both as you know a season ticket going to that but also just like people there's only three games that Saturday so people that are watching the NFL are going to have their eyes on the Colts versus yeah. they're they're buried they, they don't get a whole lot of – they don't get any sort of national coverage. It's very local um, coverage there. And so and, and then, yeah, the, I think that if t- both the Colts and the Texans stay on this track, I mean, we could be looking at like a Sunday night, Monday night game for um, for the final – yeah. for the finale. So Which would be um, awesome. That would be so be, much fun. be awesome. So, um, but, yeah, outside of that, um, again, the rest of the league kind of looked – uh, ho-hum this week i mean like i started with chargers beat the patriots uh six to zero falcons and jets 13 to eight very electric uh the dolphins continue to be the bullies of bad teams um, 45 to 15 against the commanders yep. um but yeah outside of that nothing the eagles you know or or 49ers kicked the eagles ass but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It didn't seem like, and I know that you were busy and we're both kind of, you know, focused in on our teams more than anything, but how, how'd you feel? This, this Sunday felt a little weird to me. I don't know why. Uh, you know what? I feel okay. Sitting at two and one, I have the Monday night under still sitting there. Um, yeah. I think you're sitting at two and one. Yeah. Two and one with the, right now the game going on, I have the under, um, 43 and a half 40, or 40. Yeah, I think it was 42 and a half. So 42 and a half. That's, that's trending in the right direction. The only thing that makes me a little nervous is it's like you have the Chiefs playing from behind where it feels yeah. like they might go like, uh, <laughs> you know, fill up the bucket pretty quick and you're like, oh shit, now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in a bad spot. But, um, so in this game, I actually took Chiefs minus five and a half. Um, okay. and or minus four to half, six at half, by the way. Yeah, shut That's up. Where... I'm watching it. As well. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have uh, Chiefs minus four and a half, under forty two and a half, and Mahomes over two hundred yards passing in a little parlay with some of my friends. Um, Hell yeah! I, I, I'm not feeling great about any of that because in order to for for the Chiefs to get up, it would have to be like this. Let's see. Let me do the quick maths. It's fourteen six now, so it would have to get to twenty to yeah twenty to fourteen would have to be the spot I get to to hit that under uh, and, and hit the spread without it going over on a touchdown more. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, best of luck in that. I hope that the under hits and I hope you get your parlay and that'll be exciting. Speaking of parlays. Speaking of parlays, come holy on. Holy shit. I hit, yeah. We, so I did not tweet it out before the game because I'm a baby and I, you know, kind of threw like a $5 no sweat. Like, hey, so what? I'll get my money back no matter what. Did an anytime touchdown and won $390 on a $5 bet. That felt very good. And the Cowboys, oh, yeah. uh, who'd they play? Cowboys, god damn. That was, feels like forever ago. I've been in a day uh, since. Cowboys, uh, Seahawks. So it was DK Metcalf. Seahawks. Yeah. 
There's DK Ferguson, Ferguson CD and Cooks. Pollard? Uh, yeah, Cooks. Cooks. Yep. And you you so you had three pieces to the puzzle and you texted yeah. me and you said cash out or let it sweat. And we let it sweat. Yep. Thank God. Let it sweat, baby. And because uh, I was yeah. sitting there because it was like not that you know when 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 it's 390 <laughs> payout i was like you know nine, it's a five dollar bet that would would have won 90 at that point i'm like hey i like that's cool like again it was like kind of something random thrown together and then i was like thinking about it it's like oh, i could you know add some to the add some to the fan duel account and then i was like no but it'd be so fun to just sweat this yeah, out just yeah sweat it out and uh it paid off and um yeah. now my <laughs> now my daughter can with- have a christmas <laughs> There you go. You text me when Ferguson took that big hit, and you're like, "This motherfucker has a concussion. <laughs> He's not going to play anymore." <laughs> well, it, it looked like. I mean, he took I, that hit, it, and I was it like, "It felt like he wasn't on the field forever, kidding. too." Yeah, like, it felt like he wasn't. And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Wait, he's back out." I think it was like two plays later he yeah. scored, and I was like, "Let's go, baby! Come yeah. on!" No, it was it yeah. was awesome. So one of the, the biggest NFL parlay I've ever hit. I hit like a I've tailed some NBA parlay back in the day. Um, and that paid like 600 at one point, but that was like, that was crazy. But this one was like electric. It was, it was fun to hit and it, it came at the right time. Cause I got zero, like almost zero sleep, uh, with my daughter being sick, um, Thursday into Friday. So like that carried me, that, that yeah. gave me a little gave bit you of a, I was going to say, give, give you a little bit of adrenaline going into yeah. the, to the, uh, third day of sickness. I, I, yeah. I know how that is. So, yeah. um, so um a final final shout out uh when we're talking about parlays so Brittany, my wife um did her first well not her first but she got she realized that she had some money in her DraftKings account when we were talking about betting um i think she's like bet on the super bowl last year and just like forgot to cash out or whatever so she decides to cook up a parlay um and it was electric because it was colt's money line Pittman anytime scorer and there was one other leg i want to say i forget what the other leg was other leg hit or derrick henry touchdown so derrick henry touchdown hit early and it was like okay we just need Pittman and uh colts to win and then it was like nope this doesn't look good and then on the final play the final play baby walk off touchdown Pittman, and she hits her first parlay and i was like that's awesome that was like it was exciting to hit that too so shout out to her for that but love that that's awesome either way uh, we went very long on this one, Matthew, but it deserved it because we won't talk about college football a whole lot in the next few weeks, and it'll be purely NFL talk um, until you know the bowl games really uh, kick off. What what can people expect from us here in December? Yeah, uh, so I, I think, like you said, a lot more emphasis on NFL. I, I think it'll be a little bit more fun, anyways, because we are going to start like painting that playoff picture a little bit more matchups are going to have a lot more meaning than than your your normal week to week NFL where it's like you know this has huge playoff implications so uh, we'll we'll start talking about some of those things um you know i, I think the blog's probably going to be a little less active just not having the the weekly college football but um as we get towards more of these uh maybe high caliber bowl games you could probably expect some individual write-ups where we do some player props, uh, individual picks, things like that. Uh, so O and I will kind of keep an eye on those things and, and have some stuff for you guys. Um, and then you would kind of tease like the, the Buckeye uh, podcast, uh, possibly having like our own either blog landing page or a section in the uh, FTS gambling site where we talk specifically about the Buckeyes. 
Uh, we're going to start building those things out, probably have a Twitter page coming out. Um, you know, the, the idea being that, you know, we want to keep talking about the Buckeyes. We talk about it year round anyways. It feels silly to be talking to you all every single weekend um, or every single week and, and suddenly cut it off just because the seasons uh, have, have kind of wrapped up. So excited to, you know, do some things around recruiting um, and, and uh, you know, uh, transfer portal, all of those uh, things that happen in the off season, talking about position battles um, and all of that fun stuff. So uh, excited to be a little bit more involved in that. Maybe not as much on the gambling side of things, but more of just that uh, kind of day-to-day Buckeye stuff that gets Owen and I really excited. Um, so uh, keep an eye out from that. Still kind of uh, figuring out exactly what it looks like and how we want to roll it out, but it is uh, in the pipeline for us and it, it excited to see what we can do with it. Hell yeah. Well, looking forward to it. Um, December is going to fly by, especially with Christmas coming up and just this time of year. So enjoy it. Enjoy football because college football is uh, very close to being over, which means NFL is just a few months away. So bet every game that you can, but bet responsibly. As we always say, don't increase that unit size, blah, 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 blah. Either way, Matthew, yeah. thanks for joining uh, from the hotel out there and wherever the hell you're at. Uh, stay safe out there buddy and uh yeah keep up with us on twitter and to get all all of our tweets and clapbacks and uh blogs and whatever else you can expect from there but once again owen smith matthew warner fts gambling see you guys next time bye guys